Welcome to What Do You Do Exactly? Today's episode, we are focusing on entrepreneurship, pivoting, and the skills producers have that are transferable into other roles. As a former TV news producer at CNN and Fox News Channel, I can attest that news producers and entertainment producers have transferable skills into other jobs within the industry and outside. One skill we all have in common, producers are highly organized because they have to be. They're organized and strategic. I, for one, would make a to-do list that I would follow every day when I produced my live news show. Eventually, I had it memorized. And when I package produced and and created content with talent for promos, I had a daily calendar that I would put together and print out and tape to my desk every week so I knew what I had to do and so I could meet all my goals. Today, I maintain organization in other ways. I have lists, but they're a bit more digital, like I'm sure many of you. Lists and mapping out my day also help me juggle work, launching a business, and my home life. Our conversation today is with a guest who has made a career checking things off a list, and she has a resume filled with accomplishments. Joining us now is Emmy Award-winning producer and author of the books Listful Thinking and Listful Living. She's also a LinkedIn trainer and a role model of mine, which is probably news to her, but I've admired her brand and watching her grow ever since she left Fox. With us is Paula Rizzo. Paula, I have to start by asking, what do you do exactly? How do you describe yourself? Oh, thank you for such a lovely intro. Well, I describe myself as an Emmy award-winning television producer and best-selling author of Listful Thinking and Listful Living, as well as a LinkedIn learning instructor and a media trainer. And I know you best from when you were a senior health producer at Fox News Channel, and we put That's together right. the Dr. Manny Health Minutes. Yeah, you don't lead with you don't lead with Fox much when you introduce yourself anymore, do you? Not anymore. So I'm about five years out from leaving and mm-hmm. starting my own business. And in the beginning, that is what I led with. I would always say, "Oh, I'm a former senior producer from Fox News Channel," because that was my like legitimizer to like get in the door because. Once you leave television, and this is what a lot of producers and writers and people, you know, in in TV and and radio, once you learn, once you once you leave the media industry, you feel like no one cares. Yeah. Like no one cares what you do. It's like, oh, you're a business owner. Oh, you wrote a book. Oh, that's nice. But you know, there's a bit of a cachet that goes with working in the media and being the gatekeeper. You know, it opens a lot of doors. People pick up your phone calls. They want to hear from you. When you leave, things change a little bit. So now, though, I do feel like I have stepped into myself as a business owner and you know, as an author. And so I, I do lead with that part of my business now. I mean, I was at Fox for you know over a decade, and and it was a huge part of my career and what. I have built and what I've become as a business owner, but it is not the lead of the story anymore. You know, I've had this conversation before, and it'll be on later podcasts about the the startup quality of what Fox had at the time. Like it was very entrepreneurial in itself mm-hmm. when we were there. At totally. least I felt so. Do you feel like you gained any, you know, ener- energy to go launch your own career from the job you had? Like what was it? For sure. And, you know, I worked at dot com for a mm-hmm. long time. And so prior to that, I worked in, you know, TV news. And so I was working in traditional TV, uh, which was different at the time when I started working for dot com. It was new ish, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to not just pull things off TV and put it on the Internet. We were producing our own original content for the web, which no one had ever done before. Mm-hmm. And even when you were booking people, when you tried to get guests on authors or experts, 
they would say, wait, when is it going to be on TV? And you'd say, well, this is actually even better. It's on demand. It'll be here forever. You can always find it. So there was a bit of like this entrepreneurial spirit within our own team to be like, how are we going to book people? Because people, you know, it's not going to be on TV right away. And people didn't understand that. So there was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of Mm -hmm. trying new things, which I thought was really fun, actually. That was part of what really, I think, gave me the impetus to be able to say, hey, I could I could try things. Look, we're, Mm -hmm. we're doing it here. It was very cross-platform too when we yeah. were there. It was, you know, you created a, a video that wasn't just for TV. You know, it was like, okay, we're going to create this for TV. Now we're going to repackage it, brand it for the .com, and then we're going to send it to the affiliates yeah. and see where we get the most play. You really did gain a lot of understanding of the audience. Do you feel like that helps you now as a consultant when you're when you're working with people as a media expert? Yeah, you have to be laser focused on who's watching, who care, why do they care, you know, and that changes as a TV person, it changes depending on what shop you're in. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked for for, you know, TV news at 5 p.m. at 10 p.m. It, it's different. And then at Fox News, very different audience. Mm-hmm. And so being able to then teach that to people to say, hey, you're not going to just like throw out your ideas. Who is it for? Why do they care? You you have to make sure that it's tailored, you know, and even as a business owner, too, I always like stop myself. I'm like, wait. Why does my client care about this? You know, what is it that that they're looking to get out of this? So it really it it does inform the way that you look at the world, really. Mm-hmm. The way we produce and the way we communicate with the clients, with the customers, with the consumers, whatever you want to describe them, needs to be different, not only per platform, but as each year goes, I feel like there's this change that needs to happen for everyone. So it must be really fun to be producing videos for other people as well as for yourself, which is what you're doing, part of what you do now. Yeah. I mean, I do train people to produce their own videos. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, when I first left Fox, I thought, okay, well, I'll just take this knowledge that I know how to produce videos and I will go do that for other people. And I did do that for quite a while. And I learned that I actually didn't love anymore being the doer. Being mm-hmm. the one who had to do the producing. I thought, you know what? I can teach other people how to do this, especially people who are not TV people, who have no background in video, who are who are actually, you know, pretty terrified of being on camera. Let me help them. Because one of the things at working in TV, especially at Fox, um, you know, it always broke my heart when I got pitched someone who had a great idea or their book was really awesome, but mm-hmm. they were not good on camera. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was never going to be able to get them to the point where they'd be able to hold down a conversation with Dr. Manny or whoever for a couple of minutes in a in a news segment. And so I'd have to pass. Mm-hmm. And that always stuck with me. And I always thought, why can't I help those people? At the time, as a TV producer, you don't have time for that because you got to get to the next thing. But now that really informs why I do what I do is to be able to help people who have these great ideas and these amazing books who might not be the best at talking about it on camera. I thought, let me teach them. Let me show them how to do this. And thankfully now... The world is open. Anyone can do a live show at any time. It used to be that just you and I could do that in a control room in a mm-hmm. you know big fancy studio in New York City. But now here I am. I'm doing this in my own home. Yep. Do you ever look back and think, wow, I really wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't because of X or this moment? You know, I think it's really about connections. 
that mm-hmm. I made, you know, meeting other guests, people that I had booked for years, publicists that I had worked with, being able to see what was possible, being able to see what other people were doing. Uh, and really, like those networks were the ones that really fed me the most to be able to say, hey, you could write a book. I mean, it was a publicist, a book publicist <laughs> that I had worked with who had said, you know, why don't you turn your blog into a book? Like, this is a book. And I was like, it is. You know, I never really <laughs> thought that. Right. I was like, oh, this is a fun mm-hmm. project that I have on the side that I'm doing, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was it was that, you know, a lot of the, the guests who I had worked with through the years, I'm still in contact with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still, uh, you know, bring them on. You know, I have a live stream show. I bring them on as my guests still all these years later. So it's it's the connections that I made. It was the impact that they wanted to have, uh, you know, on the world. And ha- that little piece that I helped them to be able to 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 do that really connected us. And, and you know, I find that that is it's the most fun part of this, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I left TV about five years ago, but I have connections that I have worked with for, oh my gosh, 15 years, people that I've known for a really long time that still support my work. So it's amazing when you do meet people who support you and and who want you to succeed. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, I had this one who I booked as a guest and we did a couple fashion segments together mm. and uh, she's a travel writer. And recently she had me as a guest speaker in her class. So and nice. she at a university, you know, you just never know where those connections are going to go and how long you're going to stay in touch. But thankfully, through, you know, websites like LinkedIn and social media, you're able to, you know, it does yes. make it a bit easier to stay in touch. One of the things I remember after you left Fox was starting to see you appear and putting yourself out there. You know, you had this confidence that I just wanted to like bottle up and take myself because as much as I'm putting myself out here, I'm more of like an introvert. You know, I prefer to just be alone. (laughs) You know, I don't really like to go out so much. Um, You know, so for me to see you putting yourself out there, it really was something. What what drove you to just do it? Thank you. Well, it was pure passion, I have to say. You know, it was like it, it was it was wanting to get out there, wanting to succeed. And I am introverted too. Like I turn on the extroversion when I have to, you know, I yes. think we all do. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I would much prefer to just like be in my PJs and not have to go. Um, but I really, you know, especially when I when my books came out. You have to be the biggest cheerleader of that product, no matter what it is, because nobody else is going to do it for you. So you have to go out there and you have to, you know, show up to those uh, gigs in person and, you know, speaking gigs and and you really do what you have to do. And, and you know, a lot of it, too, I was not very confident on camera. You know, I mean, you and I were behind the scenes. We were the ones pushing other people in front of the camera to say, hey, you should do this and smile more and make sure you do that. <laughs> then I had to take my own advice, you know, and as I was teaching other people, as I'm doing this as a media trainer, it's like, I have to practice what I preach. You know, if people see me doing media, they see me doing things and it's not up to snuff. They're like, well, why would I hire her? You know, like (laughs) she's not even doing it. So I had to really practice what I preach. And uh, it's really been fun because it does resonate with people. And it really is the only way to get your message out there because I knew, you know, writing a book about productivity, yes, it's fun and whatever, but it really has changed people's lives. When I, I meet people who are like, hey, I read your first book, Listful Thinking, and, you know, now I make my list completely differently. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know that it was going to make that big of an impact. I was a producer like you and making lists to just get my job done. And and I thought, oh, everyone doesn't do this. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I even had a list of websites to check every morning. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it is it is funny what we have to do. You know, we really did have so much to juggle that without lists, I don't think we could have succeeded in our jobs. 
And I think, you know, more people, when I say, oh, you know, I make a lot of lists or you got to stay organized. They're like, oh, you make lists. I'm like, what do you, I used to have a list that reminded me to work out. I'd check it off when I did. (laughs) So I was, I am just completely in support of your efforts here. Love it. Get more people with lists. Um, (laughs) You know, but being an entrepreneur is, is truly, it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here, as you said, you know, practice what you preach. And, yeah. you know, I've been telling people, if you want to expand your brand, if you want to get on TV or, or have people listen to you, you need to be putting yourself out there. You know, like right now, I feel as if these podcasts could be a resource to people who aren't in touch with the people I'm in touch with, right? So mm-hmm. they can learn about the industry and the possible career paths through these conversations. So I'm driven to do this as like a passion effort, Mm. a passion project. But at the same time, you know, I am also launching my own business. So of course, this is an effort for me to put myself out there. So individuals know who I am and know that I can be trusted, right? And when you are talking to people about, you know, what they want from you, they're coming to you for advice. I'm sure the one thing you say to them most is you need to put yourself out there. You know, what are a few of the things that you wind up telling people oh, kind of over and over again that you, you're now, maybe you've created a list of to just tell people off the bat? What are you producing? What are you producing yourself? You know, what you have to be your own producer. And a lot of times experts, authors, whoever, anybody who's starting something new, you know, they want the media to find them and to legitimize them and to be like, hey, you know, you get the stamp of approval because the media says so. But a lot of times people don't know how we got our stories. It's because Mm -hmm. people told us about those people, right? It was a publicist. Mm -hmm. It was the person themselves. Maybe we found it because we do a lot of research looking at our lists of websites every day. (laughs) Uh, You know, you never know how you're going to find somebody, but it's because they're out there to be found. And that is the key. It's how much information are you even putting out there? Do you have something to share? Are you teaching something? Do you have an opinion when something happens in the news? Like, are how are you sharing your expertise? And, you know, for me, when I first started my um, my blog at listproducer.com about list making and, you know, using lists to be more productive, um, I started to pitch media as an expert myself. I mean, I my legitimizer was that I was a TV producer for many years. And so that, you know, obviously I had used lists and become an expert at it, but I didn't have a book. I didn't have a huge following. I didn't have anything, but I knew if I could get the media to interview me, then my name would appear. People would then think of me. And now, you know, whatever it is, 10 years later, 11 years later, 12 years later, whatever, it's like, oh, people are like, oh, yeah, you're the list, the list lady, right? That's right. You're the one with the list. That's, I mean, it's still, I mean, I've done many other things, but that's the thing that brings people back. Um, (laughs) So it really is first, what are you producing? What are you putting out there? And then you do have to frame yourself as an expert. Now, you've framed yourself as an expert quite well, because I must list off a few things. She's been a media contributor for Oprah.com, Forbes.com. Business Insider, Martha Stewart's Whole Living Magazine, and many more. You've also been a public speaker. And I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to say those things because it it legitimizes your point. But it also brings to calls to question what some people might be having. You know, how did you have the time to put yourself out there? You know, what what ways did you go about figuring out who to approach? Mm -hmm. One of the misconceptions about you know, producers or people who go into the media who have worked in the media is that, oh, you must just pitch your friends 
and your friends like let you let you, you know let you let you come on. Sometimes that happens, but not that much. I have to say, mm-hmm. you have to go through the paces like everybody else, you know. And that like pitching this book, both of my books, has taught me that, you know. Yes, there have been a couple people who have who have been very gracious and bringing me back in uh, wherever it was, but you do have to learn all about the audience. What does that audience want? How can I pitch something that is um, clearly something that they need and a gap there? So just being a student of whatever show or publication. And a lot of times people don't do that work. They say, oh, I don't even watch TV. Oh, I don't even know what that, but I want to be on that channel or I want to be on that show. You have to watch it. You have to do that. So, you know, for me, it was really about coming up with good ideas that I really was using for myself. I was creating the content on my own website and I was saying, oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to, you know, five ways to be more healthy by using a list, something like that, you know, whatever it is. And then I would create the content. I would write it out. And then I say, you know what? This would be a cool pitch for like a health magazine. Why don't Mm -hmm. I pitch them and say that I can, that I'm the expert and here's some, you know, here's some bullet points that I just wrote up about it. And what do you think? And that really catapulted me to be able to continue to do this. And then media begets media. As soon as you get one media hit, then all the producers and editors are looking in the same places for these things, you know? And so they they end up being able to um, help you expand your reach using Haro, you know, help a reporter out, which I used as a producer for years to find experts. I also started using it as an expert myself. And, you know, it, this is something where people, where journalists are looking for experts. They're putting queries out there, looking for people to comment. And so that, for me, for a long time, really did sustain um, a lot of what I did. I mean, I, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact publications, but there were a bunch of really, like, legit publications that quoted me because of that. You know, this one thing that I had said um, to a couple of people recently was to put yourself out there, you also have to think about all the platforms that the producers might be looking, right? So if you're if you're someone who wants to be on TV and you're listening, right? And you're just putting yourself on YouTube, you're just putting clips of yourself on YouTube, that doesn't help. I'm not looking at YouTube. If yeah. I'm looking for a guest, I'm looking for someone on Twitter. I'm looking for someone who makes comments, who's weighing in on the day-to-day news, who's providing maybe a video of themselves weighing in on a certain topic on Twitter. Or on Instagram. I've been going there quite often now, too, because with everything happening at Twitter, I've noticed more people are being themselves and putting their opinions out on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. So, you know, you have to put yourself out there in these other ways. You can't just say, oh, here's the link that I was on this network and or here's the article and that's it. That's not going to get you anywhere, I feel, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So that's one thing I do tell to tell people. So you have to diversify too. you know, think of everywhere someone may look and put yourself out there. All right, let's continue our conversation with Paula Rizzo. Again, she's author of the books List for Living, Listful Thinking, and she's a LinkedIn trainer. Paula, what else are you? I feel like you would describe yourself in so much detail. You have so much going on. Uh, well, I'm also a media trainer and video yes. coach, yes. Um, speaker, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many things. And that's the thing about being an entrepreneur, which is like great slash infuriating you could depending on your day it depends on who you are you know so it's like or who you're talking to yeah, exactly <laughs> it, it really does change it's like oh well i could do this and i could do that and you mm-hmm. know so it's very different than having having one career path 
Mm -hmm. You're an expanded brand and you've been working on that brand since 2011. So a lot of people who are listening may be thinking, wow, this is incredible. She worked in TV and now she's on her own, doing her own thing and making a great successful business. No, it takes time and effort. And I just wanted to make sure that we talked about that because it took planning, strategy, organization, lists. So why don't you just tell a little bit more about how you launched yourself from Fox? It does take a long time. And that is what I think people don't love to hear. They want the, you know, get rich quick scheme and like, let me get out and I want to leave now. And we're hearing all about, you know, quiet quitting and everybody wanting to become an entrepreneur and do things. It is a struggle. It is not easy. It does take time to figure out what you want to do figure out the path that you want to do. How do you make money doing the thing that you want to do? Like that, you know, how do you do sales if you've never been a salesperson before? Um, So when I was working at Fox News Channel as a senior health producer, I literally just had an idea. I I was making lists as we do, you know, and uh, I was looking for an apartment with my husband in New York City. And I made a checklist because I was so overwhelmed. And so I made a checklist of all the things that I wanted to remember to look for and ask when I walked into that apartment, each one. And so each apartment I went to had its own checklist. It was like a shot sheet that you would use in TV news (laughs) when you were going out in the field and and interviewing somebody, right? Which is also a list, everybody. That is also a list. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I was like, this is the only way that my brain will work. This is the only way I know how to do this, right? So I did it. And I gave it to a friend of mine, another producer who was, you know, at the time at Fox, she was looking for us. And her real estate agent said, where did you get this? Who put this together? This is brilliant. I want to make copies and give it to all my clients because nobody knows what question to ask. Nobody oh. knows what to look at. Nobody has any ideas. Right. And so that producer came back to me. She's like, I think you're onto something with these lists. Like people do not do this for themselves. <laughs> no, and so this is something that you could do to help people and show them how to think a little differently, you know, and how to sort of produce their lives in a way. And I was like, huh, I guess I could start a blog, I guess. You know, like <laughs> blogs were big back in 2011. I was like, let me do that. So I started this this blog, listproducer.com, and I would blog every day, which was like a lot. Um, but for me, it was a challenge to see, could I do it? You know, could I actually produce something? And I noticed the days when I did not plan, I didn't do. Mm-hmm. So I really needed to then go back to my roots as a producer and say, okay, well, I need an editorial calendar. I need a list of ideas. I need to be able to go through and see what am I going to publish when. And I was very, very, very religious about doing it. And then I built a following and an email list. And then that eventually turned into my first book, Listful Thinking. And, you know, the publisher that that published Listful Thinking, um, uh, Brenda Knight, who I love very much, she was a reader of my blog. And so, right, she was there from the very beginning, like <laughs> championing and loving lists as much as we do. And so she was really excited when the the blog became, you know, what it is now and became a book and, and all of that. But that is how it started. It was literally like a fun little project that I was like, let me see what happens. I never thought that it would then become my, my life and my job. It was something that I w- was putting out there, you know, in the comfort of having a full-time job that allowed me to express myself in other ways that, I mean, it was not related to what I was doing. So it was it was a nice place to be because I was able to sort of try it out, build a following, do some stuff. And then at the time when I finally did leave Fox, so many people said, oh, we wondered we wondered when you'd go because you've been doing so much other stuff. And I was like, oh, I guess I didn't (laughs) I didn't hide that as much as I thought I did. 
because it's hard. That is that's the yeah. thing. It's hard when you when you're starting to do your own thing. It's almost like it becomes like a competitor, obviously, for your time. And that's why I, at that point I was like, okay, the thing that has sustained me for the longest being a TV producer is now keeping me back. And so I need to to move forward. Wow. You know, so many people that do move forward and they leave always wonder, you know, if I go or now that I'm here, what do I do? You know, yeah. so many people think, oh, the only natural transition into, you know, their only natural transition is into PR. And I think, well, it's not. There's so many things that you could be doing. When people ask you that, what do you tell them? Well, I really do say it does take a long time, not the longest time, but I do think one of the best exercises that you can do, and this is what I tell experts to do for themselves too, when they're trying to figure out like what their exact expertise is and how they should talk about what they do. What are the questions that people ask you the most? Mm -hmm. What are the things that you find yourself answering again and again and again? That right there is gold. Because for me, it was, how do I get on TV? How do I look better on camera? How do I start? You know, so I had the list making business. You know, people were asking all about how do I make lists better? How do I stay more organized? What do you use as a pen? What do you use for your this? Whatever, you know, which apps do you like? So that was really informing a lot of what, you know, I started to gravitate towards because I found myself to be an expert in that and to be able to help people. But then on the other side, it's like, you know, part of my business is media training and coaching and helping people produce video. And that too is something that, you know, many people who have left TV can do. It's we all come at it from a different angle. You know, during the pandemic, it was actually the, the best thing for my business because I'd already been doing Zoom. I'd already been training everybody virtually. I very, very rarely did I media train people in in person because I saw the value of learning to talk to a camera like it's a person. You know, I had said to my clients, I was like, no, I want you to be very comfortable in a room all by yourself with nobody else so that you can, you know, articulate what you know right to that camera. And they came back to me during the pandemic and they were like, thank you so much for making us do that. <laughs> and guys, if you're listening, she has videos that touch on these topics on LinkedIn Learning. I've seen a few of them. One of them, I remember it being about how to be a an effective, wasn't it like an effective um, speaker over Zoom? You did one, it was like on when you're home, you're virtual. Yeah, can't remember. Yes, how, I really can't remember the yeah. title. Yeah, it was the hybrid one. Yeah. As people are listening, they may be wondering. You know, Paula, did you ever have to go for an agent or a publicist? Did it ever get to the point where you felt like you needed you needed more people early on? I have not hired a publicist for either of my books. That's not true. The second book, I did hire someone to help me pitch digital, like, uh, you know, magazines and blogs and that kind of thing, because I didn't have that experience. You know, I was able to sort of pitch TV myself. I was able to do radio. I felt like I had a good handle on that, you know? So I, I found like, okay, this is my blind spot and this is what I want to do for this part. Um, but beyond that, you know, I've really just been doing it myself, I have to say, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and also word of mouth is really helpful. <laughs> I have to say, you know, like having people who are like, Hey, you know, who you should interview or, Hey, you know, who you should talk to there has, there's something to be said about network and, you know, having people help even LinkedIn learning, you know, I became a LinkedIn learning instructor because one of my dear, dear friends who I met through Fox News, who I interviewed years and years ago, Heidi Hanna, was a LinkedIn learning instructor. And she was like, hey, they're looking for somebody who talks about productivity and lists. And I gave your name and they love wow. your book. And like, that's how it came about. You know, and she's in both of my books. I interviewed her for that, you know, to talk about stress. And um, 
it's like, that's how these things happen. You know, it just, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful way, but there's no formula for that, which is, you know, it makes it a little difficult. And the point you made about stress, I think it's worth us noting, you know, at this time in the media industry, we are seeing a lot of cuts. People are losing their jobs and they may be stressed out and trying to look for resources that could better help them either stay organized, look for jobs, or just remain stress-free. What are your thoughts or tips to people who might be in that situation? It is really list making. I have to say, like sit down, make a list of the things you loved about doing that job. What did you love? You know, I don't know that you're going to say you loved the newsroom pizza on election night. I don't know that that's going to be the thing you love. You loved the camaraderie of the the newsroom, right? Maybe that's what you loved. Maybe you loved writing under deadline. Maybe you loved being in the news, like knowing something that was going on and being part of a big news event. I mean, I I miss that, I have to say. Um, But, you know, making a list of the things that you loved, then making a list of the things that you feel you're really good at. What are your strengths, you know, and just, you know, have that list as an ongoing list as you think about things, writing them down, having it there and then to return back to because think about it, you know, what happens when you leave? It's like that's your identity. That's who you are. It becomes very difficult for you to then think of yourself in a, in another arena in another place that's not exactly the same. But when you look at this list and you say, you know what, look, look at all that I've done. Look at all the great things that I can do that I, you know, that I accomplished. It really does help to, to boost you up and not make you feel so stressed. It's like, hey, I have done this before. This is not new. Um, and I think that the advice that I have for people, too, is that it is difficult whenever you're starting something new when you have been at the top of your career. That is tough. That is like a gut punch that has happened to me, you know, because even as an entrepreneur, I wasn't good at it in the beginning. How would I be? I had just started. I never knew how to do any of that. You know, oh, you, didn't, you didn't make an invoice before or, <laughs> ah, exactly. or an engagement letter. <laughs> I was like, what is this contracting? You know, how do you do a sales call? Like, I didn't know how to do any of that. So, you know, investing in learning these things is very important. LinkedIn learning is great for that. I have to say, you know, I drink the LinkedIn learning Kool-Aid. Yeah. I mean, I do remember <laughs> taking classes because we had LinkedIn learning at the time. It was called lynda.com. Yes. When I worked at Fox and I took a bunch of classes on entrepreneurship on LinkedIn. I See, remember you watching did it. have the entrepreneurial bug before I you left. <laughs> I totally did. And I wa- I was like, I remember watching some at my desk. I, I was supposed to be like, you know, an avid, avid uh or or Final Cut Pro uh thing I was watching or you know, whatever. Uh Photoshop. Like, I'm not editing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like Photoshop. And I was like, nah, I'm just gonna learn a little bit more about what I might be doing next, you know. And it really was helpful. So I think it also giving yourself permission to be a learner and to be a beginner again will help to take some of the stress. Like you don't have to start at the same level you were at. Yeah, no, that's really great advice. Some of the other points that I've told people to put on their list when they're trying to figure out what next, one of the points is what didn't you like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what didn't you like? Ask yourselves a variety of questions, you know, to the point she made, it's like, what did you like most? What didn't you like? You know, who have you been unable to see because you've been working so much? Yeah. You know, what? where have you wanted to visit that you never could because you didn't have vacation on the holidays and really never had holidays off with your husband or PTO off with your husband? So, you know, there's a lot of things that you can add to that list. And I just wanted to round it out with those points as some of you may be listening and being laid off is hard and you need to try to make it as stress-free as possible. So if you are on LinkedIn and looking for videos, again, search uh, Paula Rizzo in the LinkedIn Learning. Um, One of the classes I took was the Becoming Media Savvy 
I uh-huh. highly recommend it. And um, the power of lists to get stuff done had a lot of common in that. I was like, oh, do this, do that. No, love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, And so if you want more information about Paul, be sure to look in the summary of the podcast. Paul, is there anything else you want to add before you wrap up? I think it's just go easy on yourself. You know, we're also hard on like what we should be doing and oh, and everybody else is doing this. And, you know, social media is a funny place, right? Because it's it shows the best of the best. People show themselves in the best possible light. But what you don't see is when people are, you know, at their lowest low. I mean, people are being more authentic about sharing that sort of stuff now, but not everyone. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, take some of this stuff with a grain of salt to uh, to be kind to yourself, to give yourself time. You know, if you are laid off, to not have to jump back in right away. Hopefully you got a severance package so you could just calm down for a minute. Uh, but, you know, at least to just give yourself a little bit of space and time and to to really look at those questions and say, you know what, like this was a great job for me then, but what will be a great position, job, career moving forward for me now, the person who I am now? Because, you know, to your point, we missed out on a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff when we were, you know, in a newsroom. So thinking through that is is really important too. That's great. Thank you so much. I'm really glad we could reconnect over Zoom and see each other and um, have this conversation. Thank you. Happy so much. to do it. Thank you. <laughs> 